0: Get those grotty bleaters to hit the button on Apple Podcasts or find the confusing link in the podcast blurb to do it on Acast Plus. Linda? You hear that, Linda? You have your own edition of the show, Linda? Ugh. Are you mystified by mysteries? Or can you crack the craziest cases? We're looking for chief detectives to join us on our investigations into some of the strangest stories from around the world. We'll analyse aliens, look for the Loch Ness Monster and hunt out curses... We'll present you with the best evidence and the most interesting facts. And then it'll be up to you to decide and tell us what you think. Will you be a Mythbuster like me? Or a myth truster like me? If you want to be our chief detective, join us on Bust or Trust, a kids mystery podcast. Every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music and all other places you listen to podcasts. You are listening to Comedy Club for Kids presents Nonsense, Radio Nonsense, Radio Nonsense, Radio Nonsense Hello and welcome to Radio Nonsense, the official comedy club for kids podcast that's suitable for all ages from (laughs) To Yahoo! And everything in between I'm Tiernan, of course I am, I mean who else am I going to be? Gladys? No, it's me. And this week, listeners, I am conducting a very special project. Um, Listen in. Listen in here. Right. No closer. Closer. No, that's too close. Go away. It's annoying. Right. Yes. About there. Now, um, I've got to tell you there were a lot of celebrations that all happened last week, as you may know, there was Easter and Passover and Ramadan and Buddha's birthday and the day of Finnish language, and you may have also been celebrating i don't know your birthday or the fourth anniversary of the time that you um at that chip, or like my one, my annual waving to a horse day uh which all happened. On that same weekend too. Um, That one's only celebrated by me. The waving to a horse day. Because every year on April the 8th. I go and wave at a horse. And I've been doing that since 1863. So it's now a tradition. Um, No the horse never waves back. And yes I will keep doing it. Till it does. One day. One day. One day the horse will wave. Um, Anyway, if you're one of the listeners in the UK, though, uh, you're probably on Easter holidays. And as you know, what happens in Easter holidays, uh, you you probably did it last weekend, everyone goes on Easter egg hunts, which, as I've said before on the show, egg hunts are rubbish because eggs don't even really run away. Like You don't need a net or anything to catch one. You just sort of pick it up. You don't need like an egg trap. They just sit there. You just pick it up. And you put it in a basket. They don't even try to hide. Eggs just sit in a patch of grass. And they don't even try to disguise themselves to look like the grass. They just stay all spotty and stripy. I do sort of wish they'd try a bit. Like, come on, eggs. Anyway, over the past weekend... I, uh, this is when I wasn't waving at a horse, I managed to catch 400 chocolate eggs and I decided that unlike previous years when I just sort of eat them all and then feel sick and then was sick and then I finished being sick and then I ate more chocolate eggs until I felt sick again and then I was sick and then I finished being sick and then I ate more chocolate eggs and so on and so on and so on, this year I thought I'd do something different with them. So, yes, listeners, I am letting the chocolate eggs hatch. Uh, I'm assuming they'll eventually crack and out will come some little chocolate chicks, right? Because I've never let it happen before, but surely that's what happens when other eggs hatch, right? So you let them hatch, little chocolate chicks emerge, they grow into chocolate chickens, and then they'll lay chocolate eggs, and I will have an endless supply to eat all year round. (laughs) Ha ha, genius plan, right? Linda! Linda, it's a good plan, isn't it, Linda? For for endless chocolate eggs, Linda. Ugh, where is Linda? Oh, wait, she's probably on her Easter holidays. So, uh, as you've tuned in this week, uh, I am patiently sitting on 400 chocolate eggs to keep them warm enough to hatch. And I don't know how long that's going to take, but hopefully I'll be able to give you the results very soon. Um, And I have to say... Sitting on eggs isn't very comfortable. I wouldn't make a chair out of them if that's what you were thinking you might do with your holidays. Just make a chair out of eggs. Don't do it. Not very comfy at all. I have no idea how chickens do it all the time. But then I suppose eggs were already in the chickens' bums, weren't they? So then once they've laid them, it's probably still like sitting on their own bums, maybe. I'm not sure, but thinking about it, I may have put myself off eating eggs ever again. Hmm. Anyway, while I wait, um, if you have lots of Easter or leftovers from any other celebration, then one thing you can do is get any hot cross buns that haven't been eaten and some bagels that haven't been eaten. And you can play a big bread version of Noughts and Crosses. Um, I'm aware in some parts of the world, like if you're in America, you might not call it Noughts and Crosses. You might call it Tic Tac Toe. And I think that's because you play it with your toes and some tacks and some ticks who don't really want to be involved anyway um that is enough tips from me uh, for your holidays as i've got to concentrate on this sitting so just to say as i always do if you have any questions you need answering uh tips on how you hunt eggs or anything else you want to send over really then please do get your hopping gargloids I'm sorry, grown ups. To so help you, email me at podcast at comedyclubforkids.co.uk. Do also check out our live shows at comedyclubforkids.co.uk uh, and see when we're going to be near you. We've got loads and loads and loads of shows coming up over the summer and loads of festivals too. So please come and see us live and grab our merch at comedyclubforkids.store where we sell no eggs of any kind. Um, but we do sell some extra great stuff. And I suppose you could wear one of the T-shirts on your bum if you really wanted to. And um, also, please do subscribe and listen to the new Bust or Trust podcast, which is co-hosted by me and the brilliant Athena cook Blenu. And the one that's just come out is about a spooky hair-growing doll. And it's very, very good. Right. Uh, well, um, I guess I can't really do much while waiting for eggs to hatch. Can I? I've just got to sort of sit here and twiddle my thumbs a twiddle doo doo but you you can have a far more exciting time than me listening to this most important bit the incredible
1: animal animal.
0: Yes, I am very excited to tell you that I am once again joined by Matt Heighton, a.k.a. Matt Matt, who puts everything he sees into a plat, a.k.a. Le Grandiose high tunes of the pickle verse. And as all our Dutch-speaking listeners will, of course, know you, hij de nooit zin handen vast in inch plecht. But of course, Matt, you are most well known for your extensive and lengthy travels all around the garden centre, for single-handedly halting the dangerous rise of a particular giraffe, and for your invention of the pie that contains a whole house house um how are you doing
1: good mate good thank you thank you for that the intro yeah good you know the garden center is keeping me quite busy at the mm. moment and i say the garden say it is the giraffe he's uh right. he's got quite sneaky he's got quite sneaky we're having a bit of trouble with him at the moment he got quite famous on the internet so right. that's gone to his head but he's also learned you know um those makeup tutorials yes yes where you can sort of it started with contouring because right. he wanted a thinner neck, which we said was ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. He has a lovely neck. So we went through all this. But anyway, he, he got into a specific type of makeup tutorial where he can now pretty much camouflage himself anywhere. So as long as you come out of a certain door or you walk towards him in a certain way, you just can't see him. And it's That's been it's just been a bit of a pain, awful. actually.
0: But I mean, it's one of those things because I think, from what I know about this giraffe, um, and forgive me, the the name I remember is it Donald Donald?
1: It's actually Ronald. Ronald,
0: Ronald, not Ronald. Donald. Yeah,
1: it's Ronald Donald. Though, Ronald, so Donald might, that's it. Know. Sorry, that's where I got yeah. the
0: confusion. Ronald
1: Donald Wanald.
0: Ronald Donald Ronald, that's it. The, the 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 evil giraffe. And and I, you know, I I think look, I don't know if any of us would have been aware of the damage that he was going to cause if you hadn't intervened. Um.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, man. That's really kind. Yeah, he was, he was, um, you know, he's in a bid to take over the world and uh, he was doing quite well at it, you know. But I, I just think, you know, some giraffes, when they're young, they just have a lot of energy and they need somewhere to put that energy. Sure. You know, and they can't all just be eating leaves all day. Some of them do invent a type of laser that could doom us all. Yes. Um, yes. You know,
0: that is it. But you're saying now, I mean, it does sound like, you know, obviously, you, I think you've thwarted him around 400-odd times, uh, and, and I'm guessing now he's just, just sort of up to mischief. Is, is he, Has he backed down from the, the major kind of global domination plans? Yeah, just, so just
1: he, you know, global domination. The thing is with Ronald, I think he likes the idea of taking over the world, but the actual practicality of running the world isn't for him. So I think once he sort of realised that if he succeeded, there'd be a lot of admin and a lot more work than he ascertained. Mm. I think that kind of... He sort of looked at what is it I enjoy about trying to take over the world? Is it the idea of power? No. Is it the idea of just winding people up? Yes. Mm. So we put him in the garden center, which for a while he loved, you know, he'd go around, he'd look at the little like vases and stuff. There's always that little room he loves with the fishing oh, near yeah, the end I and stuff that. like that. Yeah. And then he realized what he really loved was mischief. So, you know, there's about eight of us working there and pretty much the whole garden center staff is now dedicated to just thwarting minor acts of dominance, wow. basically. So he's trying, he says he's trying to take over the garden center, but, you know, it's just a lot of pranks, if anything. Cling film on the toilet is uh, a, a common one. On. Yeah. Uh, I mean, which took him a while to get, because originally, obviously the prank is to put it on the seat mm. and you wee everywhere, Was he was just putting cling film sort of around the cistern right, and stuff like that. He didn't really get it because that's another thing. He's got into YouTube pranks. He quite often likes to haunt us, dressed up as oh, different ghosts. no, no. Which, you know, would, would be quite scary, but we have to go, Ronald, you are the only giraffe we know, and we know you're alive. It's clear you're not a nun. Yes, So yes. Stuff like that I can But you that. know and
0: I, is, this, is this stopping you know Kind of uh, you and and the seven other staff You know doing normal garden centre things Like telling people not that pot And you know stop Don't eat that tree I don't really know yeah. what to do at garden centres
1: but... You know what at first again it was irritating But if anything it's brought us a lot more business Which has been good okay. We might take on a few more staff uh, Ronald as I say because he can disguise himself He likes to pretend to be a tree Right uh, and then he will allow people to put him in the basket we did there's been at least four times where he has actually left the garden center he's wow. that good at looking like a tree wow and then we've got a phone call uh from someone they've gone hey i think i've got your giraffe i'm pretty sure this isn't a tree it keeps laughing and it's doing poos everywhere i was like yeah that's not not a tree that is definitely our giraffe wow so it's
0: very sneaky have you ever just thought about i mean i'm I'm sure you have and it it seems silly for me to suggest these things to you and it's something you've been dealing with for quite a long long part of your life now but what about putting him in, in in a zoo
1: we talked to him about it um he said he didn't want to be a sideshow attraction he also went on a whole thing about if you put me in a zoo Within four days, I'm going to run that zoo Oh wow. and I will eat all the animals. And I said, uh, Ronald, you're not a carnivorous animal. And he said he'd do it out of spite. He'd just eat the other animals out of spite. And I said, well, that's a bit naughty. He said, well, that's just a circle of life, baby. And I was like, it's not the circle of life. You're literally breaking the circle of life just to spite other animals. I said, I don't think you could eat some of the animals. He said, I could eat any animal you want. I said, would you eat a rhinoceros? He said, Yeah, I'd eat a rhinoceros. I said, George, sorry, Ronald, George is his brother. That's a whole other right, thing sure, we won't sure, even get sure. into. He said, Ronald, you couldn't eat a rhinoceros. Your teeth are made for literally chewing leaves. He said, If you put the rhinoceros in a tree where I can reach it, I could eat that rhinoceros. I said, You could not eat that rhinoceros. His skin is too thick and his horn would get stuck in your throat. And then you would probably just end up clogging up the NHS and costing us money. And he's like, the NHS is free. I went, I know that, but not for the giraffes. Well, well, maybe you should send me to a private hospital. I said, well, this is the issue. Also, we wouldn't because it'd be the zoo's problem and you're taking money directly out of the zoo's pocket. And he said, I would eat a rhinoceros like a snake. So I opened my jaw and I swallow it whole. I said, you would literally die from indigestion. And, yeah, anyway. Wow. You, it just it frustra- it's frustrating. It sa- I mean it it's sounds it
0: sounds very frustrating. I, I have a lot of sympathy for you having to deal with this kind of conversation. But at the same time, and uh, maybe I'm overstepping my mark it, it does sound like you have a kind of an affection for Ronald Donald want you know, you know, you used to be sworn enemies, and now you're having these almost civilised conversations. You know, yeah. you're letting him run around the garden centre. Uh, you know, it there's not there's not any of this kind of battles to the death that you were previously, you know, undertaking.
1: I think at some point, you know, and especially in my line of work where every sort of season or two, you get a new enemy that's stronger and more powerful than the old enemy. I think sometimes you come to appreciate your old enemies. Like for years, we sort of thought of ourselves as two sides of the same coin, you know, Um, you know, without him, would I be complete? And I don't think I would. I think we were destined to do this dance forever sort of thing. Sure, sure. You know, Batman Joker sort of, that sort of vibe. So I think that is kind of me and Ronald. But as we got older, we realized we had a lot in common. That's nice. And that was kind of like, we still we still play up to it. But yeah, absolutely. You know, at the end of the day, are we trying to explode each other? No, not anymore. Would we prefer to maybe sit down and, you know, have a meal? Yes, Will he sometimes pretend he's cooked a rhinoceros? Obviously, but you know, to be fair, that is how good he is at cooking. He can make anything look like anything. Wow! So wow, that's
0: good. Yeah. And do you think were you know, and and you're sort of talking about your your other enemies that, that are becoming more powerful? Um, were it, do you think one might ever arrive that would cause you two to, to to team up and have to work together in in order to defeat them? You, you and you I'm and hoping so. Yeah.
1: I think I think that would be good for us. Uh, I think working together in that capacity mm. just to show how much we've grown and so sort of just to put our differences aside and go, hey, this is for the greater good. But at the moment, no enemy has appeared that could probably do that. We had a really tough strawberry patch um, that had become sentient. Oh, So, yeah, it was kind of like just um, every day there'd be six, seven more strawberries, all of them evil, all of them That's sentient. True. And at first we didn't think much of it because they're strawberries. They're quite small, but then they got quite big. I'd say about the size of cars, they got quite muscular. They grew legs, arms, and they did cause a lot of damage. And for a while I thought I was going to have to call him in. But in the end, we just found out strawberries are quite soft after a few days. yes, of course. Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, they pretty much took care of themselves. That's Uh, good.
0: That's good. I mean, it's one of those things, isn't it? You know, I've, I've heard of these cases of evil strawberries, but they are seasonal. And if you can just kind yeah. of put them off until the weather changes, then they just kind of, they just get mulched. And they, they often get killed exactly. by worms, bugs, you know, little creatures.
1: Slugs have been a real good ally for us. Yeah. Um, at first, you know, we got the slugs in to kill the strawberries, but then obviously the strawberries, whatever gave them their powers, leaked into the str- slugs. So for a while we did have radioactive slugs for a while, oh but they weren't that much of a nuisance. It was just very slimy which, you know, isn't great. You know, sticky slime, hmm. slimy slime, uh, slime on the ceiling, slimes on the walls. Yeah. Yep. You know, then obviously Ronald's trying to cling film them, thinking it's a prank. Oh. I said, No, that's suffocating them. Ronald, he said, Oh, is it? And then that's the whole thing about morality and with great cling film comes great responsibilities yeah, talks and stuff that's like an that. That's an
0: important lesson that you learn probably from your first yeah. sandwich. Um
1: uh, yeah, I think the main thing that um, I think looking back retrospectively at like the last few years, our main issue that we've had at the garden centre is allowing it to be a sort of prison for super criminals. Right. I think I think that wasn't our best sort of business move. You know, when the pandemic was on, we thought, how are we going to make a bit more money because we yeah. can't open, even though, it, ironically, garden centres were one of the only things that were allowed yes, to open course, at the time. Of course, yeah. We didn't know that. We thought we were going to shit like everything else. So we sort of did Google, how can we make a bit of extra money? And the first thing that came up was, is your um, business an appropriate venue to house super criminals? And we thought, absolutely, yes. Because
0: mm. you've got lots of fencing. And, you know, you've got lots of lots of fencing, lots of uh, kind of garden or- ornaments that you, you could trap a, a yeah. criminal behind.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, most of them did escape, like, obviously, mm. Um and that they are at large, and uh, obviously there are issues. Some, I thought some of them. they quite being small.
0: S- Sorry to interrupt you there. You said they're at large, but I, no, no. As far as I'm, some of them, from from what I know of your, uh, you know your your escapade, some of them are quite small.
1: Yeah, some of them are are minuscule. Mm. Um, we we did have to shrink most of the staff down one day, right? Just to sort of politely ask one of the super criminals to not eat some of the flowers, mm, of course. which yeah, yeah. you know is fair enough. But um, you know, on a whole, you know, I think the it's good to change your business model from time to time. Yeah, and yeah, you
0: know, no, it's it's inspiring, Matt. That's what I have to say to you. Is it is inspiring, and I think you know a lot of listeners here will will probably before listening to this have never thought that they could tackle uh, an evil giraffe. Um, let alone, uh, you know, run a gun center, house other super villains, and and, and get up to anything that, that that you have managed to. But I think that just listening to you make it really sound like actually, if you if you put your mind to it, these sort of things are possible.
1: Yeah, anything's possible. I mean, anything. I, I never thought I'd say this sentence, but you know, if you can house a uh, you know a radioactive fart cloud mm. for sort of. 18 months whilst it rehabilitates you can do anything yeah. and i'll stand by that sentence you know yeah. I was going to you know a strong sentence, a strong wind like can ruin that
0: yeah i was gonna, i was worried you're gonna say i'll stand by that fart cloud and i thought please don't do that but you, you wouldn't have done no I've learned, I've learned i've learned from
1: months yeah, yeah. yeah you week one that's the first thing you learn don't stand by the fart yeah, it cloud sounds
0: awful sense yeah and
1: if you do make sure you have a cat or a dog to blame it on
0: yes yes that is You've really thought of everything. Well, listen, Matt, it's, it's an honor. It's, a, it's an inspira- uh, inspirational honor to, to kind of have you. Is that, I don't know if that's the thing. It's an inspiring honor and honoring inspirations. <laughs> it's one of those yeah. things to have you on the show. And it's really maybe all of those things. And, uh, you know, I've got a question that has been sent in. I think it is potentially like you are the only person I think that could answer this question. Um, b- okay. But, of course, before we get there. Um, I have got a couple of admin questions that I need to ask you uh, and I know you've answered them before when you've done the show um, so I just wonder if I could start by asking you know this is an audio podcast uh, most of our listeners do listen to it with their ears but as I always say they may listen with their bums with their knees or elbows we don't discriminate however they want to tune in um, and yeah. so I just wondered if you had a favourite noise you could tell us about or preferably even make for us.
1: Um, I don't know if I can make the noise. I will try to recreate okay. it, but it's it's quite difficult. But my favorite noise at the moment is if you um, hold two bees and rub their knees together. Wow. Uh, bees' knees make a great noise. Yes. Just make like a... Because obviously a bee makes like a bzzz, mm. but it's knees, mm. two knees together, some more of a... Uh, it's very hard to... Uh, and they giggle because it's yeah. ticklish. So they like you got the <laughs>
0: It's
1: very, very satisfying. That is, lovely. is that why very people hard. say things are like the bee? Oh, it's the bee's knees. You know people say things are really good. I assume
0: so. Yeah. I
1: assume so. I've never thought about it, but I assume so. Like that's the bee's knees. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really good feeling. I have been stung a lot uh, mm. discovering that noise. Um, you know, I can't use my little finger at the moment because sure. it got stung nineteen times. Wow,
0: so quite a big finger now. But
1: yeah, yeah, it's huge. Yes, it's huge. Uh, but I, you know, I just love that noise. It is. I love that noise, and and it, you know, I, I am going to continue to 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 do that, even though um, legally I've been asked to stop. Sure. Uh, but I will, I will continue, no matter how many times the police arrest me.
0: That's that's fair. How did you discover that this noise? Because you know, I I have in my life once or twice so, seen more than one bee in an area. I've never thought I should rub its knees together, and and that's that's on me, really.
1: No, no, it's I, I'd never had that thought either. It's a complete accident. I discovered this noise. I was uh, I was in my house. I was just having a you know my morning bowl of custard, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. as I do. Um, and um, two bees were in the house, coincidentally, going the opposite direction, and they just happened to fly at such a close proximity to each other. The knees just grazed for a second. And it's only because I was concentrating on the bees that I heard it. Just mm. for a second, I thought, hang on, what was that noise? Two, three days go by, I'm still thinking about that noise. I start sort of, you know, getting quite obsessive, quite compulsive. My wife leaves me after a while because it's all I'm thinking about. Uh, I've got boards of pictures up of bees on the wall with wool connecting them, trying to figure out what could have caused the noise. And it just hits me. Maybe their knees rubbed together. So I uh, I originally shrank down using the shrink ray from the garden center. That was a mistake. Uh, Nearly died several times trying to infiltrate the bees. Turns out as good as your bee disguise is, they can tell. They can tell. So eventually, I just went for the normal method. I put some sort of sugar water down, waited for a couple of bees to come, grabbed them, and I just started um, very gently just rubbing them together. Nothing happened, and then again, their knees just touching uh, instantly. I, oh. and then eventually, like hopefully, I'm hoping in the next few days it'll be done. I think I've trained two to do it on command. Yeah. To oh just my goodness. Alleviate all that, that system. Well, that would
0: be wonderful because I, I you know there was that uh listeners may not be aware of this, but it was about six, seven years ago. I remember that you put on a concert where you had lots of pairings of bees of different sizes, and uh you played several Mozart pieces, I think, just with their knees. It was it was quite remarkable. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. We we did. Um, I'm gonna be honest now, and I have talked about this openly before. That was such a disaster. Right um the track was pre-recorded in the end um we oh. sold so many tickets we have apologized for this we told so many tickets we thought we could put on this concert we thought it was possible it turned out it was impossible you can't get bees to play mozart beethoven yes uh. we shouldn't have built what the music was mozart no so in the end we had to use a pre-recorded track and if you look back at the, the concert footage, because there is footage of it, it looks like I'm playing and the bees are playing. But if you zoom in very close, I'm just getting stung for three hours right. straight. Right. So that is why a lot of people said, like, oh, he looks so passionate when he, he plays the bee piano. Mm. No, I'm, I'm in agony. Through the entire three hours. That is
0: very sad, but then it is quite, you know, I have to say it's applaudable that, you, you know, you would yelp and, and as you got stung, you would yelp to the music, which I think shows yeah. an extra level of care that, that many others wouldn't have done.
1: In the end, it just became a system to distract myself. Yeah, I thought, yeah. of, you know, just focus on the next sort of second, one sting at a time. Yeah. This will, this will be over. It felt like a lifetime, but it was over, you know, and then, you know, three hours. After that, I uh, I was in hospital, um, mm. and they didn't treat me. They just brought doctors to point and laugh at me. Yeah, um, yeah. She looked which quite like was a hurtful.
0: And, uh,
1: yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, the pictures were funny. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I, I see it now. Sure, sure. But at the time, I was just like, please do something. Sure, please. Sure.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, well, look, listen, yeah. it It's an amazing noise. Uh, definitely not one we've had on the show before. And, and obviously, I know there's a history of um of, of of stings that that may be difficult for you to kind of. Uh, recall, but th- 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 thank you for making that noise for the show. I-, I do really yeah, appreciate. Anytime, it listeners will hopefully yeah. not go out there and, and try and rub t- two bees together. Um, yeah, don't. Yeah, don't. Do don't, not. Don't do that. Don't don't
1: do that. It's stupid. It's re- sounds really <laughs> stupid. Yeah.
0: Um, and-, and listen about the other question I have to ask you is you know this show is uh, suitable for people of all ages, any age you can possibly imagine. Can you can you imagine an age? That's not the question I'm just asking.
1: Weirdly, no. Oh. I can't imagine. Oh, that's an age. awful.
0: There's there's a lot. I mean, if you ever look it up, if you ever want to Google it, there are a lot of ages.
1: Bronze? Yeah, that, bronze? that's
0: it's suitable. Totally suitable for Bronze Age and Silver. Gold as well. Oh, um, diamond. Marmite Iron. as well. Yeah.
1: Oh Marmite yeah. Age is yeah. a horrible
0: yeah. age. That's it. So suitable for all ages, not one hundred, long story, won't go into it, but every other age is suitable for. It. And so I just want to check if there are any rude words that you won't be saying on this show.
1: Absolutely not. It's like could you imagine if I came out onto a podcast and said something like "kakaplop"? Yeah, like I wouldn't say yeah. it. No, no, no. I wouldn't good. say it because everyone would be like "kakaplop," and then you know I'd, that would probably end my career. Yes, yes, it I'd
0: would probably.
1: If I came on a podcast and said "kakaplop," yeah, I'd probably be cancelled, y- and I can't afford to be. No, like the garden center is is running up so much debt. In yeah, if I came on and said "kakaplop." And I said, oh, you absolute cackaplop!" plop Could you imagine? Yes, I, it's <laughs> particularly cackaplop plop as well. And after how
0: much, it's been in the news quite a lot that, that you know, that obviously yeah. they call it the, the, the cackle word, but it is, you know, it, it's a particularly awful word. And and I'm pleased you won't be saying yeah. it here because I don't think I could deal with the level of complaints that we'd get. I don't know if we, I don't know if this as a podcast would survive uh, as well as your guys. I don't think
1: it would. And I, do you know what, As um, just, and I, I love you and I've known you for years and I, on a whole, I, I would uh, I would do anything for you, but if you said it cackle plop on a podcast, I think I would walk off that.
0: podcast. Entirely fair, entirely fair. Principle. It's just so you You know, I I almost imagine your gun centre would shut itself down and your staff would leave. I I, I feel like you know, and, and all of that would be reasonable. Who who wouldn't understand just by saying cackle plop that 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 that's the kind of response you should get? So
1: yeah, yeah. It's good. To, it's good that people can be decent and not say. It. Yeah. Well, thank you for not
0: saying cackle plop, and I won't say. Puppy, and know,
1: thank you for that. not saying it as well i appreciate that yeah
0: right well listen listen matt you know we've got this we've got this question this question has been sent in and, and it's quite appropriate actually um we're talking about sort of super villains uh, that you've had to deal with this question had been sent in by palpatine evil
1: um oh yeah the evil palpatine
0: yes that's right i believe there are many good lovely palpatines out there this is there's, the, yeah
1: there's there's good palpatine mm-hmm. there's evil Palpatine this chaotic neutral. Yes, Palpatine. yeah,
0: yeah. Well there's there was a number of uh, listeners may not have seen it so I didn't fully recently. There was a number of Star Wars films about the good Palpatines, but they were quite they were quite boring to me. They just sort of made gates yeah, people and did errands and
1: A lot just showing how much work it goes to being in politics, you know, a lot of late nights. Yes, yeah, real his hard workers.
0: Yeah. yeah. It was yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Well that's it. I think one of them was a school teacher and, you yeah. know, one of them was a nurse. They've got some really really nice but it's just it's just the one evil emperor one isn't it that's yeah
1: to be fair though i would watch all the good palpatine films over any of the neutral palpatine films also which are true. just boring. Really boring just absolutely dull
0: really very boring that is true but that's what families yeah. are like aren't they? there's always a few few different types in each family and and you know you need a few yeah, neutral yeah. ones there to to stand at the side yeah. of a wedding or you know it, it does make sense, yeah, yes. yeah. Well, this is, I mean, this is from Palpatine, evil, so presumably got some time in between destroying the Jedi, yeah, yeah. and yeah, I don't know. Maybe he's not got much on it at the moment. I don't know.
1: I mean, and I do want to hear this question in the Palpatine voice, if you could do it. Oh wow! Uh, I, I can like, try. It'd be like, honest, like this, would
0: it? it? So the question yes. is: Why can't monkeys fly? <laughs> Thank you for the question, young Pederland. <laughs> that's a much better puppeteering. <laughs> I do worry they're now hearing. I actually out.
1: met him once. That's a true story. I met oh once. wow! So if, maybe that's why they've sent this question in for you. Yeah, Is that yeah. After yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know what he did. Um, he did debate coming to live in the Garden Center, but then obviously the Skywalker's oh, they yeah. Yeah. destroyed him. Sure, um, sure um, spoilers. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, so why can't monkeys fly? Yeah. Well, this. This is something... It's, I think it is the Palpatine I know because he knows I know a lot about this. Right, um, right, I have done a lot of research into why monkeys can't fly. First thing is, naturally, no wings. Uh, uh, which... Yeah. Yeah, but that's the first thing you would think. But then you find out there is a whole breed of winged monkeys. Oh. And turns out, like some birds, uh, winged monkeys are flightless. Uh, they tend to... Basically, live by the sea. Um, their wings are evolved for for deep sea swimming. Oh, sure. sure. Uh, and oh, I'm thinking of penguins again, aren't I? Oh, are you sure? We love penguins. I don't know. Maybe. Do what no- noise do monkeys make? Oh. <laughs> No, there is a uh, deep-sea monkey. Yeah, Yeah, no, I am right there. Yeah, the deep-sea monkey. So they have wings, but they're evolved for for catching fish. Right, yeah. And just sort of general hijinks. Um, So in nature, monkeys can't fly just because of evolution. We don't know if once they were Mm. uh, capable of flight. We don't know if that's what happened. And then the wings uh, just sort of adapted to the environment, which was by the sea. So it made more sense for them to sort of go, hey, you know what? I'm absolutely exhausted flying all the time. Why don't we just stay here on the beach, uh, chill out, and then maybe go and get some fish when we're hungry? I mean, cause I do. Well, that's probably you know
0: I do worry that monkeys, you know, like, like bird poo falls from the sky, it's quite horrible. But can you imagine yeah. if monkey poo fell from the sky?
1: Um, I I can imagine it, and I do imagine it daily. Mm. It's one of my biggest fears: it is, is to to be sort of just giving say, a speech or something like that, and then to be pooed on out of nowhere by monkeys. And this is the worrying thing. There is um there's a group of monkeys, I think they're in North America. Right. No, that that won't be right. It's Caribbean. It's the Caribbean. Right. Sure. There's a group of monkeys in the Caribbean that are actually attempting to to achieve flight. Right. So they have started using rudimentary tools like um, you know, just you know, your ordinary like basic tools like early man that um are capable of just sort of, you know, riveting and sort of welding and stuff like that. And they are getting close to cracking flight. Now, because of we're humans and we understand that how planes work and things like that, we would imagine that monkeys would do the same. They, they'd sort of make a monkey plane, yep. yeah. which essentially they have done, but they have left in the seats. And I have noticed this, a hole for their bums to fit in. Oh, and I do worry no, if the whole no. thing is to fly over. Purin. And this is what I worry about is, one monkey prune on you is bad. But these planes, these monkey planes, from the size of them, I'd say they are looking like they could carry up to 200 monkeys. Proper
0: passenger monkey planes.
1: Yeah. And I looked, I looked at the menu. There's a lot of prunes Ugh. on the menu, a lot this, of fresh fruit. Yeah. So I I worry that they are trying to achieve flight, which is incredible. I'm not taking that yeah, achievement course, away from them. I course. think if monkeys can achieve flight, they can build a plane that works. Incredible. Mm. welder monkeys. But if their goal for it is to fly over human cities, towns, villages, just to poo on us, I'm going to say that isn't the best use of their time. No.
0: Well, I don't really know what else they do with their time. They're, I mean, they're monkeys. They just sort of what they'd kind of eat fruit, swing about a bit.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Rivet, weld.
0: Yeah, I mean they're, they're, are you suggesting there are better uses of a monkey's time than building a giant plane so they could poo over yeah, I mean, human cities?
1: You know what? Humans ourselves, we spend a lot of time doing stupid things mm. like working, yeah. being awake, uh, you know. Yeah, eating yogurt, not watching TV, yeah. stuff like eating yogurts. Just stupid stuff. Yeah. Monkeys, they've got it made. They're just having a good time. Yeah. Why would they want to put their time into aerodynamics? Because if they crack this, if they crack this, because the other thing about these planes is they are fully electric. Right? They are looking like they're going to be the ones to crack the electric plane. Oh, that's
0: wonderful. Yeah. Which means
1: you know people are going to want that. They're going to want to buy it. Then suddenly you sort of look ten years down the line. Two things: monkey poo everywhere, but also monkeys paying rent, sort of going to work, oh, yeah. eating yoghurts. Sure. I don't think it's good for them.
0: No, I mean I, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna. <sighs> i i don't know what the future of kind of monkey technology would be but if they're going to make planes electric that's a really good thing maybe they would do maybe they'd work better maybe they'd sort out rent problem maybe they are you know they're looking at the world and how we've messed it up and gone actually as monkeys we can achieve this in a much better more sensible way while also pooing oh, yeah. everywhere but hey maybe their poo is manure and uh can can sort of fertilize areas
1: See, this is why I like talking to you, Tim, because you're an optimist. Mm, always. You, you look to that in a completely different angle to I did. maybe, Maybe that is it. Maybe, you know, a couple of monkey planes here, a monkey car, a monkey phone. Next thing you know, they're tearing down the Statue of Liberty. And uh, there's an old man <laughs> on his knees screaming, you did it well done you guys yeah. <laughs> you absolutely did well, it
0: there's also you know uh, and I, I i don't want to pretend that this would be the high point for me but no i mean i, I don't know why i would it, it would be the high point for me the body of these planes you know the, i don't know what you yeah. call it, the middle bit the bit with like the nose the bit where they sit in would it look like a banana
1: yeah oh yeah i mean come on like a banana. yeah Then you, then you'd have they, a had to, banana. <laughs> they had to the first this is what i read i don't know if this is true this is what i read um so the first plane apparently, because they it was so banana designed, they uh didn't realize that once it hit the right speed to take off, it would actually peel itself. Oh no, which meant it crashed. So they had to they had to figure one of the first things they had to figure was how to sort of seal the peel, seal the which peel. is a great thing to say, mm. seal the peel. Um so they would in monkey, they go, which meant seal the peel. Uh, just because they had so much stuff, and the problem was that again, as well as the poo, there's these giant banana peels everywhere. Um, you know, and people were driving around in go karts, skidding everywhere. It was a nightmare. That sounds it's terrible. It's
0: hard enough dodging all the shells, and and now you've got to dodge yeah. giant banana peels too. I mean, it does. Yeah, it does sound like there'd be a a difficult period, but I I can't help but feel that eventually, this may end up being a good thing.
1: Yeah, maybe it's just because I'm old, you know. Um, Hard to accept you know, these changes.
0: Well, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you're used to a world I'm, where monkeys don't fly.
1: Exactly. I mean, and I just got used to that. But for the kids listening, maybe you know, who are going to grow up with these technologies, you know, they probably won't think about it in the same way I I do. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe maybe that's.
0: I'm just saying. What happens you know, when
1: you get to 400 years old?
0: Well, you are very old, and and you know, and and you have overseen a lot of changes in your time that you've accepted. Maybe now you've reached you've reached a point where you just like things as they are, and 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 you're unable to see that. But you know, monkeys make electric planes. Monkeys uh, make bananas that keep the peel on. Monkeys eventually. I, I don't know. Uh, Probably make an ice cream scoop that releases the ice cream itself, um, you know, or make chips with ketchup already inside. They'll do brilliant things. And then they may make a device that you can put two bees in and harmlessly rub their knees together to to create a series of notes.
1: I mean, if that happened then I'd probably I'd be very happy. I guess, yeah, I guess that, that's the thing, isn't it? We we just have to encourage the best in people and in monkeys. Mm. And that is all we can do.
0: I guess it's a, it's a beautiful it's a
1: beautiful note for the, for this podcast and I hope listeners
0: everywhere know that they need to encourage the bested monkeys they sh- should be going out there yeah. cheering on those monkeys encouraging them to build yeah plane. maybe not the pooing bit but the, the other bits I think that's, that's lovely yeah yeah wow. Well, well th- thank you Matt thank you for what a thoughtful thoughtful careful answer despite the fact it's been asked by one of the most evil people in the universe um you know
1: as I've said, though people can chat I've seen it with with Ronald. Yes, of course. Maybe Palpatine could come down to the garden centre for a few weekends. Yeah, and maybe that would mellow him out. Next yeah.
0: time, next time, be emailing, be Palpatine, Palpatine mellow, and and that would be yeah, that would be beautiful. If
1: you're listening, Palpatine, which I assume you are, pop down to the garden centre. Uh, don't stand next to the fart cloud. That is my only thing for you. Come down, especially on a Sunday. Buy a few pot plants. Take them back to the Death Star. You know, a bit of green in the Death Star might change your whole outlook. Great, great tips. Thank you so much, Matt. Thank you for coming back on the show. Thanks for having me, it's been absolutely wonderful. Start the right. Thank you so much to Matt
0: Highton, not only telling us all about Ronald the Giraffe, but also answering Palpatine Evil's questions so expertly. And of course, doing a brilliant Emperor Palpatine impression, which was way way better than mine. Uh, Mine was rubbish. Uh, Palpatine Evil, I do hope you liked your answer. And if not, well, I guess you can send your complaints to the dark side and then I won't be able to read them as uh, I can't see the words till you put a light on. So I won't, I won't put a light on. Ha ha. Uh, and if you have a question you need answering, or you just want to send in, well, anything really, jokes, intros to the show, your own palpatine impressions, anything, then do get your hopping gargloids, sorry, grown-ups, to help you email me at podcast at comedyclubforkids.co.uk. Check out our live shows at comedyclubforkids.co.uk, t-shirts and book at comedy and of course me, even more of me, on the brand new Bust or Trust podcast. Now, while you were listening to that bit. You probably wondered what was happening with the chocolate eggs I was hoping to hatch. Well, there's good news and there's bad news, which is normally how news You never just get sort of nothing news. You You never get medium news. That would be quite boring. But anyway, I'll give you the bad news first. Um, A lot of the chocolate eggs melted and got stuck to my bum. So that's not not good news. Um, And I have to make sure I remember that's happened before I next sit down. But then the good news, right, check this out, is it was one very very big chocolate egg and uh I got to be honest, it started to crack a little tiny bit and I think it's going to hatch any minute now. Yes! Amazing! I can't wait to have my own chocolate chicken. I'm going to have chocolate eggs forever. I'm going to call her Chucka Doodle Doo or maybe uh or maybe Clive. This is amazing. What? What's that? Oh, no, it's a chocolate dinosaur. How, how did that happen? It's coming right for me. It's going to eat me. Help! <laughs> ah, no, it's okay. Uh, I remembered it was chocolate, wasn't it? So, um, yum. A, ch- a chocosaurus? A, ch- a chocoraptor? A choc- a choc- a choc- a um... Jurassic Twirl? Anyway, Clive? It doesn't matter. It was very, very tasty. Um, I probably should have let it grow to full T-Rex size and I guess I'd have had all of the chocolate. I could have that all year round too. I suppose I'll just have to wait for next Easter. Till then, time to sit on something comfy for a change. Oh, no! Bye! You have been listening to Comedy Club for Kids Presents... Radio nonsense, radio nonsense, radio nonsense, radio nonsense. It's the end.